Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Well, today is January 8th. I took a few weeks off for the holidays. It was really nice. The weather here in Arizona is gorgeous. No complaints there. But I guess I have to get back to work like we all do. This is the second year that I'm doing Home Design Chat with Nancy. If this is the first time that you're listening to my podcast, yes, I am Nancy and I'm a certified kitchen designer and I love doing what I do. I design kitchens and bathrooms and of course I do a lot of blog writing and I do this podcast. This podcast covers everything having to do with your home and sometimes I go out of the box A couple of weeks ago, I did a podcast about wine pairing, but I thought, hey, everybody loves wine. This would be perfect for the holidays. And usually, as I did with the person who talked about wine pairing, they're all experts in their field, so I hope you do enjoy. You can always go back to the older podcasts and listen. Well, we're starting a new decade. Sounds weird to say 2020, but we'll get used to it. Remember when we started the year 2000? That was really weird. That was 20 years ago. I can't believe how time is going by so fast. Well, every year I make a resolution, and it's the same resolution. I want to get organized. I want to organize everything in my life, my kids, my house, my husband, my office. This is usually the only resolution that I do, and I've been doing this for 10 years. You would think I'd be organized by now. But no, there's always room for improvement. So more importantly, right now, I'm trying to organize my computer. You know, like clean out the old files and junk that we accumulate. It's overwhelming. But today, we're going to find out how to do it uh, easily, hopefully anyway. Our guest is Chris Diamond. He's the owner of Hogfish Studios. And Chris has been here before. He talked about how not to get scammed or hacked. This seems to be a big problem, and it's only getting worse. So he's going to talk about how we can clean out our computers and also how we can avoid being scammed and hacked. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Nancy. Great to be here, and I'm honored to be the first podcast of the new year. So let's get started. First thing I want to talk about is cleaning up junk off of your computer. It's a good it's a new year, so it's a good time to start cleaning all that junk off your computer, get it running faster. And the reason you want to do that is some of these files start up um, when you first start your computer and they load into memory and those will take memory away from the programs you want to use, thus causing your computer to be slower. So the first thing we're going to do, we're going to talk about a Windows machine. So the first thing we want to do is we want to clean up some of the some of the junk on there, and you can do that by going into your um, your bar at the bottom where it says type something to search and type in disk cleanup. So that that'll bring up a tool that'll allow you to delete downloaded programs, temporary files, clear the recycle bin, and clear the thumbnails among other things. So that's a good thing to run just to just to clean up a little bit. Now, if you're on a Macintosh or a Mac, as we call it, there's it's a little more uh, complicated to do this. And what I would suggest is there's a program called Clean My Mac. It's about $40, I believe, and it does a great job of cleaning all these temp files and really making your Mac run faster. Now, the second thing we can do is we can get rid of some of those programs that we've installed on our computer that we're not using anymore. Why do we need them if we're not using them anymore? And those are the ones that will sometimes start up when you first open your computer. So we want to get rid of those 
uh, keep it nice and clean in there. So on Windows, the way you're going to do that is you're going to go to Settings and then click on the little icon that says Apps. That'll bring you a list of apps or applications, programs, that you're that is installed on your computer. So what we want to do from there is just go through that list, and if we see one that we're not using anymore, click on it and hit Uninstall. That'll get rid of it. On a Mac, it's a little bit easier. You can just go to the Apple menu, pull down to About This Mac, go to Storage, and select Manage. And then you'll get a list of applications installed on your computer, and you can click on each one and install the ones that you're not using anymore. This is going to help you a lot. So now that we got our computer a little cleaned up and got rid of some of the stuff we're not using, let's look at email because this is a big problem. People tend to collect email and use their email as a file storage, which is not a good thing to do. So basically what you want to do is just go into your email and look at all the email you have in there, in your inbox, in your deleted items, in your spam folder, and just delete anything out of there that, you, that you're no longer ever going to need again. And the reason we want to do this is because when email, when you first launch it, it has to go in sync with all the email on the servers. So if you have 10,000 emails, it's going to take, it's going to slow your email program up quite a bit. And the more emails you have that you're not using, that you don't need any longer, are going to slow your computer up. So now that our computer's all clean, let's talk about security and internet security. This is uh, something I can do a whole presentation on, and I have done it. I've given this presentation several times. Um, it usually takes over an hour, so I'm just going to try and shrink it down a little and just give you the basics of it. So the reason we want to be secure and knowledgeable is because there's a lot of people out there trying to get your information and steal your money. So we don't want that. So there's a couple steps that we can take in order to minimize the chances of this happening to you. So the first thing we want to do, and this goes for both types of computers, Windows and Macintosh, is you want to patch, patch, patch. Do the updates. Updates are usually because they find a security flaw in the software and they fix a security flaw. If you don't update your Windows or your Mac OS and your programs, you're leaving a hole open for hackers to get in and do terrible things to you. So that's the first thing. Patch, patch, patch. Second thing we want to do is have some sort of, especially on a Windows machine, you want to have some sort of protective software. Now, Windows comes, if you have Windows 10, Windows comes with a pretty good virus and malware protection software. So you're pretty protected with just what's built into Windows. But you can add other stuff as well. There's a whole slew of free antivirus software, so you can pick one of those. Just do a Google search and pick one. Now, the Mac is, is less likely to get a virus, and that's just because if people are going to write virus or malware, they're going to do it for what has the largest percentage of the market share, and that's Windows. So people usually don't concentrate on writing virus or malware for Macintosh. But there are some out there, and there are a few, few malware protection programs that you can buy, and they all have upgrades where you can pay to upgrade them so they do more. But you should be pretty protected if you're on a Mac. The next thing I want to address is your passwords. Yes, everybody has passwords, and you have a million websites you go to 
with a million different passwords or you're supposed to have a million different passwords. A lot of people use the same password everywhere. Big mistake. The reason is if somebody gets one password and say your password for your Gmail is the same as the password for your bank, well, now they have the password for your bank account, which is bad. So what I suggest you do, this is what I do in for my passwords is I created a password that I'll always remember. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but there's a password I always remember and I append stuff at the end. For me, I append the first three letters of the website. So say if your password is my dog has fleas, then your password for Amazon would be my dog has fleas AMA. That's how I do it. Um, I should probably shouldn't tell people this, but that's what I do. Um, this way you have a different password for every website you go on, but you remember them all. Now, the other thing is the length of the password is very important. It's very easy to hack a short password. If you have a five character password, that's super easy to hack. If somebody gets a hold of a file that contains all the passwords, they will usually be encrypted but hackers can run it through a program that can do, let's say, a dictionary crack. So basically, it will try every word in the dictionary. So if you have a word, single word, that's in the dictionary, that's going to be very easy to hack. So I would suggest a long password. The longer, the better. There are also password managers, which I use one myself. I use one called LastPass. And basically what that does is it keeps track of all your passwords. They're all encrypted in a very safe file. And when you go to a website, it can automatically fill in the password for you. This way you don't have to remember all your passwords as long as you're on your computer. And this program sits in your browser. So it, it's Windows or Mac, and it's for the, all the browsers, Chrome, Firefox, Safari, Internet Explorer. You can get it for any of those, any of those browsers. And just to give you a demonstration of why length is important, if I was running your password through a cracker program, a password cracking program, if it was four letters, it would take about 4.8 seconds to crack it. If we make it eight letters, it would take the computer five months to crack it, up to 10 years. Make that password nine characters, and you're looking at a thousand years for a computer to crack it. Now, that's doing what they call a brute force, where it just generates random passwords and compares it to yours. So you can see that length is important when it comes to passwords. So pick a good, strong password, long as possible, and use that password. Another way to make sure you're very safe is to back up and then back up again. Now, the reason I say that is the latest malware that people are using to get money is they install some software on your computer. That's because you went to a website that you shouldn't have gone to or you were fooled into going to. Um, basically, and what that does is it starts encrypting all your files. And then they're going to ask you to deposit some money in an account, usually Bitcoin, and they'll send you the password to unencrypt your files. Without that password, it's almost impossible to unencrypt your files and you lose everything. That means your little pictures of little Johnny, um, your vacation in Florida, all your pictures, all your financial documents, all your letters, 
to loved ones. Everything on your computer can be encrypted and you will have no access to it again. Almost like just losing it in a fire, let's say. So if you use a good backup service that has what they call revisioning, what that means is that when you save a file, it backs it up. When you rewrite the file, so you make some changes, it backs it up again, but it saves the old version. Why is this important? Well, because if Tuesday you get hit with a ransomware, which is what it's called when they encrypt all your files, and the ransomware encrypts all your files on Tuesday, it's going to back up all those files because they see that they've been changed. So now your backup contains all your encrypted files, which you don't have access to. But if you have revisioning, you could say, hey, restore all my files from Monday, which is before they got encrypted. Now you have all your data back. So what you want to do is make sure you have a good cloud backup service that offers revisioning. Very important. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is email. This is the way people get into your computer. They send you an email. You go to a, a Malice website. And it installs software on your computer, and that's it. You're done. So what you need to do is make sure before you open any attachment on your computer, make sure you know who it's coming from and that they sent it to you. If you're curious, somebody says, hey, I got this video of you from the party you went to. Click here to open it. And what would happen is you click there to open it and say, oh, you don't have the right software to view this video. Click here to download it. You're not downloading software to view the video. You're downloading malware onto your computer. So don't do it. Be very, very cautious about attachments and emails. That's the biggest way people get hacked. Okay? And the other thing I want to mention is a lot of people get emails or phone calls, and it makes it sound like they're going to get something for nothing. Well, guess what? In this world, you never get something for nothing. So if somebody calls you and says, hey, I'm going to give you $100, all you have to do is this. They're usually trying to scam you. So be very, very cautious about getting something for nothing. Another method they're going to use to try and scam you is that they're going to call you up and say that they're Microsoft, or I got one the other day and said that they're Apple, and my iCloud has been locked up and do not use it and give them a call right away. So what they're going to do is they're going to, you're going to call them. They're going to say they're Microsoft security and they need to do something on your computer and please give them access to your computer. Okay, now you're just giving a stranger access to your computers. Just like if you said, hey, stranger, come in off the street, sit down at my computer and here's my passwords. You don't want to do that. If anyone calls you and says they're from Microsoft or you get an email, says it from your bank or from Microsoft or from iCloud, or for anywhere else, and they say they need to get into your computer, the first thing you do, hang up on them, delete the email. Do not do it. It's a scam. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. It's a scam. Okay, another thing I want to talk about is using insecure connections. So you go to the coffee shop, and you sit down, you plug in your laptop, and you see a wireless access point that says, Joe's Access Point, come on, free internet, come in here, it's great, fast, free internet. Well, guess what? If it doesn't have a password and it doesn't have a lock and it's not secure, your data is going over the airwaves completely unencrypted, which means that me sitting there next to you with a thing called a sniffer, I can 
basically record everything that you type on your computer. So what you want to do is make sure if you're using public Wi-Fi, make sure that it has a password and says secured. Because if it doesn't, I'm recording everything that you're typing. And speaking of Wi-Fi, what about your Wi-Fi router in your house? Did you just take it out of the box, plug it in, and it had a password on it, but it's the password that came with it, and you just plugged it in and said, look, I got Wi-Fi now. Everything's wonderful. No, it's not. There's a list of all the passwords that come with these routers. So what you need to do is make sure you change that password to the wireless access and to get into the router. Because if you don't, I can sit outside your house and say, oh, look, he's got a Linksys, he or she, has a Linksys, and I know the default password and login for this Linksys. I get in there. Now I have access to all the computers on your network in your house. Plus, I can sit there and download stuff I shouldn't be downloading outside your house and guess when the FBI comes knocking at the door, whose door they're knocking at? Your door, because it looks like you downloaded this stuff that you shouldn't. So secure your router. Very important. Most of the new routers that you buy will make you do it, but some of the older routers don't. So if you haven't secured your password on your router, make sure you've changed it. Make sure it's not the default password that came with it. And one last tip I'll give you is if you have kids, like I do, I have a 10-year-old, give them their own computer. Don't let them use the computer that you're using to keep all your business finances, your home finances, your tax records, because kids tend to go to places they shouldn't. They tend to get fooled a lot easier, and they tend to download malware without thinking about it. So if you have kids... Make sure they're not using your computer that you do your business on, your production computer. Very important because kids do crazy things on the Internet. So those are some tips I have for you. But remember, you're human after all. While these tips will help prevent you from being hacked or scammed, hacking done well is really the skill of tricking human beings, not their computers. By preying on their gullibility, taking advantage of our trust, greed, and altruistic impulses. Human error is still the most likely reason you'll get hacked. So just keep that in mind. So thank you for spending the time to listen to me talk. (laughs) I appreciate it. And if you have any questions, you can always reach me at chris at hogfiststudios.com. That's my email address, and I'd be glad to answer any questions you have about security. Thank you, and back to you, Nancy. Chris, thank you so much. Those hints and tips were terrific, especially the ones about how not to get hacked and scammed. I've been there before. It certainly wasn't fun. This podcast was being brought to you by Premier Lighting. Premier Lighting has a showroom in Scottsdale. They have beautiful lighting fixtures, and they also have lighting consultants that can help you with any of the problems or questions you might have. If you're not in the Scottsdale area, you can find them at their website, shoppremier.com. You can call them or you can email them. They also ship to anywhere that you might live. So think about that. I was in there the other day, and I just, every time I go in there, I find fixtures, new fixtures, gorgeous fixtures. So I would suggest that you go on their website. 
This is my hundredth podcast. I have had so much fun doing these and I look forward to doing many, many more. So hopefully you have been enjoying these podcasts and you will listen to the future podcasts. If you have any questions though, or suggestions, please email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. So in the meantime, have a great day and we'll see you next time.